Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. And welcome back to another episode of the Captain Bagarad podcast. And guess who I have back in the studio? Eunice Cruz. Woo! Guess who's back? Back. Back again. It's me. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> I was saying that I wasn't going to do that, but I ended up doing it. Well, I'm glad you did it. Please edit it out if it's bad. <laughs> no, I'm giving it in. <laughs> and um, you're going to experiment today as a co-host, guest host, to talk about news in Asia, obviously, unexpected Asian news, as well as uh, Potapondas and Secret Asian, right? Mm, yes, that's right. And I have a lot of interesting topics that I think that you and the listeners will enjoy. Excellent. So in Unexpected Asia today, watch our Channel 10, the project, never underestimate the BTS army to defend their idols. And also why the Taiwanese firefighting calendar is in a league of its own. And would you like to lick your TV screen, huh? I always drool sometimes, like when (laughs) I see something so good. So the answer is yes. (laughs) And today's Pond of Ponders is, can you eat collagen? And more importantly, should you eat collagen? Seems to be all about food today so far. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think I'm getting hungry. (laughs) And then when we're going to end with Secret Asian, Asian Asianish, it's somebody from Hollywood who is fluent in Japanese. In fact, she is fluent in five languages. Amazing. I know, what an overachiever. My goodness. (laughs) And also starred in Thor. More of that later. First up. Unexpected Asia. BTS had their first live concert since the pandemic in Korea, but there was bad news for fans. So BTS ARMY weren't allowed to cheer or dance to avoid the spread of COVID. What? Can you believe like seeing your favorite idol and, and not being able to... I know, it's like... That's the whole point of going to a live concert. So you can scream and shout and dance and clap your hands and well, yeah. as well as clap your hands, I mean. They had to use the next best thing. So they actually had clappers. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Doesn't do the best, but... No, I'd rather be shouting and singing with them. Yeah, but it was funny as well because the members were actually making fun of the fans because obviously they're just like... With their mask on, correct? Yeah, Yeah. their mask on. So it's because of they had to avoid the spread of COVID, basically. So Mm. obviously they can't be like ah, because yeah, yeah. But it's just safety first. Yeah, but it's just not the same experience. And even the members were saying that, like, obviously, but they were singing with the mask off, right? Oh yeah, the members, the members themselves, yeah, yeah. So, but also on that note. Never underestimate BTS ARMY. The fan base are always quick to defend their idols. So the project were under fire for making a racist joke about COVID and they were actually targeting the BTS members. No way! Yes way. The BTS ARMY is like huge. It's all the fan base, right? Yeah. International fans. So if you... They will just like bash... This is this is especially when it's online, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. They've got a big following. So what did the project actually do or say in relation to their reporting 
Okay, so host Chrissy Swan, she commented that BTS members dismissed their recent battles with COVID-19 and she joked about the recent COVID diagnosis of BTS member Jungkook and he had actually tested positive for COVID in March, but he was cleared to perform at the Grammys because he tested negative. Okay, yeah. So she had no reason, just I think her language that she said, you know, she just dismissed it. Um, they sorry, she said that they dismissed their recent battles as if you know they ignored that they were tested positive and they went anyway. But all the members were cleared in the end mm. to go to the yeah. Grammys. So yeah, but on top of that, to make things worse, the now deleted Grammy recap showed a clip of BTS member V yeah. who had his hand over his mouth like a fist over his mouth. Yeah. Um, with the project editing coughing sounds and virus particles on top of the clip. Wow. Yeah. That's next level. I know. But the real video is actually just um, BTS member V having his hand over his mouth and he's actually cheering for Justin Bieber's performance. He's like, what? You know? Yeah. Oh, so clearly um, the project don't understand the Asian cultural way of cheering. Hmm. So in a way, they're being dismissive of cultural sensitivity hmm. by... By instead insinuating that he was coughing and spreading disease. Exactly. I think it's just because he's got his fist over his mouth. But even then, you see a lot of like other idols cheering like that. But they because they're Asian, they targeted them and they put them on the screen. But obviously, because to the project, you know, all Asians are the same. They must be Chinese, right? Yeah. But it's like the joke was untasteful and it was obviously racist. And BTS Army, they were quick to jump on Twitter Good. to address the disrespectful segment. And the hashtag Stop Asian Hate and Apologize to BTS were trending worldwide over tri- Twitter. Wow. And I'm assuming they apologized? Did the, did the project apologize? Well, that's the thing. So fans actually still like want an official apology from the project and they have yet to respond. That's really interesting because, like, there are no um, sort of East Asian or Southeast Asian hosts on the project, right? I think it's just Walid Ali, but um, but he's more Middle East, I think. Yeah, that's right. But um, wow. But you would think that you know they have a little, a little bit of diversity, so you would think that they're a bit more culturally sensitive. Yeah. But clearly, having no diversity in terms of representation from the majority of Asia on that show has given them the necessity and weaponizing what they think is appropriate and not understanding the cultural aspect of what. Um, was a junk? Was a junk? Was it was V? It was junk. Oh, v. It was V. He had his hand over his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is incredibly um, on PC. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's also to be noted that like many other artists have gotten COVID and they've openly announced it to their fans, which the fans all appreciate. You know that they're being honest about yeah. their health. But just be, like BTS were army, they were arguing that the project was being particularly unfair to BTS, like targeting just because maybe they went Western artists. But even so, yeah, so many Western artists have got um, COVID and yeah. spread it onto their fans. Yeah, or like you know, they all the the other artists have gotten COVID, but they've all been cleared negative to go to the Grammys as yeah, well. So, exactly. You know, but they weren't given the same treatment as like BTS. So. It's interesting. Mm, interesting. You know, yeah. now we, I hope everyone understands how Australian media works now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. At first, when I was trending, I was like, I was like, who is this, like, um, 
like what show is this and then it said the project i was like oh my god it's in australia yeah not not our project i'm like yeah it is oh shame 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 i felt embarrassed on their (laughs) behalf well hopefully the next news piece is going to win australia some you know kudos because um the taiwanese firemen okay so when you we're gonna go to taiwan now all right lovely so when you think of firefighters what do you immediately think of firefighters rock hard abs (laughs) Maybe the suspenders. <laughs> Images of a burning house. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, like a pet feline stuck in a tree and then a big, strong, burly Australian yeah. fighters with an axe. Yeah. Always some, like, big macho guy. Like, yeah, yeah. a very built guy. That's, that's right. what I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, that's exactly what you see on the Australian fighter, firefighter's calendar. So... <laughs> With cute, adorable, you know, cats and dogs. <laughs> it's just this kitten with a hunk of a man. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so the Australian Firefighters calendar, they were established back in um, 1993 to support the Children's Hospital Foundation to provide funds for research into childhood burns. And um, they also obviously raise money for other charities as well. And apparently now in its 28th year, the Australian Firefighters calendar has raised over $3.2 million, which is not too bad. You know, every year they sell like hotcakes and look, I'm not afraid to say, I even sent a few copies back to my friends in China as Chinese New Year presents. How was that? Did they enjoy it? Oh yeah, yeah, they, they loved it. They're like, wow, we don't have this in China. Yeah, they must have been, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have. <laughs> They're like, wow, this is what Australian men look like. I'm like, yeah. It's like a mix of cute but also hot because like you got the cute animal and That's then you've right. got the big guy. <laughs> they really appreciate the gesture. Um, and look, you know, I was promoting Australian exports as well since, you know, trade is not exactly in a good place with China right now. <laughs> but, you know, Australia is actually not the only country with saucy firefighters posing with their favourite canine and felines. According to a government official at a soiree that I was at, um, the Australian firefighters actually pass on the idea to the Taiwanese firefighters and ambulance department. Oh, yeah, apparently 10 years ago. Yeah, so the Australian firefighters went over there to, um, you know, educate, like, this is what we're doing to raise funds, Mm. you know, for foundation, also for, you know, the the firefighting department. And so they exchanged a lot of IP, exchanged a lot of event details, and, you you know, probably exchanged other stuff (laughs) and flexing, you know, how to build yourself up and... (laughs) Lather yourself up for the photo shoot with glitter. Yeah, got to use that baby oil too. That, yeah, that's right. That's right. You, you want to see all the ripples. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, the Taiwanese, they have evolved so fast. In fact, their 2022 calendar featured not only their indigenous uh, Taiwanese native people, but also women. Lovely. But the women are covered. Okay. Fully clothed. No, of course. In uniform. Whatever they're comfortable with. That's right. That's right. So um, <clears throat> so they had the, the women in paramedic gear, you know, looking very heroic, you know, also with a pet. Um, and, yeah, so talk about equality representation. Taiwan is at the forefront. Yeah. So nice to hear, actually. Yeah, I know. It's like maybe we should have some females on the strand calendar. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. Well, not just like um, – like a sh- Australian women of all different backgrounds. Exactly. That would be nice to see. That's right. A bit of diversity as well. 
see ourselves being represented would be nice. I know. <laughs> and what's on your third news for today? So, from Taiwan, we're going to Japan. Ooh. So, have you ever seen mouth-watering food shown on TV that made you wonder how good it might taste? Yes, I want to taste it straight away. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> well, you can always count on Japan to create amazing inventions. So how about a TV that produces food flavors that you can taste? I know, that's right. <laughs> she looked pretty impressed. Um, so a Japanese professor at Meiji University, Hermei Miyashika, um, has cleverly developed a device called Taste the TV, a prototypable, oh, sorry, a prototype lickable TV screen that imitates food flavors to give audiences a multi-sensory viewing experience. That's a name. That's quite a name. Yeah, Taste the TV. Things. Very straight to the point. So the TV uses a carousel of 10 flavor canisters that sprays in combination to produce the taste of a particular food. So the flavor sample rolls on a hygienic film as well over a flat screen for the viewer to try. So hygienic, but also yummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because of COVID-19, um, the professor was motivated to create an experience for others as if they were dining in a restaurant on the other side of the world while in the comfort of their own home. Wow. Yeah. I would love that. That would be nice because sometimes I was craving foods, but we know we couldn't go out. Yeah, I know. So when you get those ads on TV and you're just like, they know that I'm craving for that right like, now. When I see the KFC ads, I'm like, I wish I could smell it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so while nothing has been confirmed as of yet, Professor Miyashita estimates that a, a commercial version would cost approximately 100,000 yen. So Which is that? How much is that? So that's 1,088 Australian dollars. Okay, that's not too bad, it's right? It's not too bad, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I would pay. <laughs> okay. um, so we're excited to hear more about this invention in the future that has us drooling in front of our TV screens. Yes, and then he should look into just um, making the TV pop out with the food at the same time. <gasps> yeah. That would be amazing. I would love to smell it as well. I know. Well. It's like instant takeaway. Yeah, I want all my senses <laughs> to... <laughs> And talking more about food, on Ponder Ponders, we're going to talk about edible collagen and why you should consume edible collagen. (laughs) So first of all, let's try and explain what collagen is, maybe. So, um, well, for those of you who haven't heard of collagen, it's a protein that binds tissues in fish and animals so for centuries chinese culture has viewed collagen as a fountain of youth and they're routinely consuming foods like pig's feet Mm -hmm. shark fins and donkey skin in hopes of smoothing withered skin and preserving aging joints Mm, and chicken feet right i think so yeah so even in the u.s collagen was best known in the 1980s as an expensive injectable filler to plump lips and soften lines. But only in recent years, as companies have come up with more appetizing ways to take it, like, let's say, fruity chews or easy-to-swallow capsules, single-serving sachets, and our personal favorite, bubble tea. (laughs) (laughs) So we both have collagen drinks in the studio to try for ourselves. I personally have had collagen drinks before. How about you, JJ? Never. Not as a drink, but only as a dish. A yes. dish, what dish? So uh, my my mother used to make me drink as a child and probably when I was an infant and I was not aware. Uh, <laughs> uh, pork knuckle soup. Ooh. 
Yeah, so all that bone marrow, all that good nutritious stuff from mm. the bones will seep out into the soup and you would drink it. And then you would also eat the collagen, which is like the tendon part, as yeah. well as the skin, the bit under the skin as yeah. well. Yep. Um, and then obviously she used to feed me chicken feet. I don't eat chicken feet anymore because I think I just had too much when I was young. <laughs> And yeah, chicken feet, there's lots of collagen on that as well. So in China, a lot of people eat um, chicken feet while they drink beer. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a popular combo in Korea as well. Like spicy chicken feet and beer. Yeah, this is how I get my collagen. And so I think I'm relatively young looking, so I don't use any products. I don't do moisturizing. I don't do any of that stuff. So I am one of those terrible people who use soap on my face. <laughs> just so <laughs> just so she's like soap will do the trick it'll so, do I, i've eaten enough collagen what about yourself um i don't i know that they have um collagen vitamins yeah but i haven't tried it before but i do i have tried so the bubble tea store um or shop gotcha they have a collagen range and i was like very interested i was like a collagen drink that's super interesting because i don't think like many other bubble tea shops do that so i was like curious to try and like what does collagen taste like because i have no idea like i know what it does yeah. like i see a lot of masks and things like that but i would never and i've heard of consuming it but i was just like i would like to try this for myself i didn't expect to see change straight away but i was kind of like mm, what if i see a chain <laughs> so um i tried it and so th- it's like just the jelly but i the peach collagen drink i actually enjoyed it the collagen I can't really describe the texture of the jelly, but it was actually enjoyable. It didn't really taste like anything. It, did it taste like the pearls or did it taste like... It's kind of like less chewy than the pearls. It's just like... Jelly. Jelly, yeah, pretty okay. much. But I actually enjoyed it a lot. But I, like I said, like I don't know if it does anything really or if it's more effective. People do say, like um, I was re- doing a little bit of research and they actually did say that edible collagen is a little bit more effective, mm. but it's not like you would see like results straight away. And like I said, I don't drink Long bubble term. tea. Yeah, mm. I don't drink bubble tea so often that I would be like, oh my gosh, my skin is looking <laughs> amazing because of this collagen. Yeah, because yeah, I use um <laughs> collagen face masks now because, um you know, I've obviously discovered getting old, um, I better start using some cream, some face mask so it's only in the last maybe year or two mm-hmm. um, I started doing this and look to tell the truth it, I do feel a bit of a difference mm-hmm. um, but not as noticeable mm-hmm. as I would expect from um, derma pens yeah but, that's yeah. right um, I've seen uh, yeah same with me I think I think I've um some of my products and zooms contain collagen mm. so that one I feel like I would see it more but um I think it's firms your skin a little bit. Firms makes, it. Yeah. makes your skin a little tight. But I did see um that people said that when they consume it there there was this one story I was reading where the woman was skeptical but then when she had like collagen, like she um consumed it, she actually felt her bones get stronger oh. and her hair was really nice oh. and her skin. So they're saying that it does all of that as well. As long as you take it consistently and over a period of time, right? Yeah. So it's not like a one off thing, oh here I'm gonna get a collagen drink. Mm. that's it yeah exactly that's why i was saying like i don't know if i can see the difference but i think for that's why they put vitamins in like collagen vitamins in the chemist stores and i think it does say actually um hair um bones and skin and stuff like that mm. yeah i need to take more of it mine's looking a little bit frail <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of looking youthful our secret asian for today is the mysterious and talented natalie portman What's the password? Captain Bagrat. Come in. 
I love her. She's I love amazing. her too. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, Natalie Portman is in the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder. I can't wait. I actually can't wait till it comes out. Yeah. I'm watch it as soon right. as it comes out. The trailer is out and it's all like 80s. Yeah. And you don't actually see Natalie Portman as much in yeah, the trailer. Yeah, she doesn't show that much. Yeah. yeah. But did you know, apart from um, her looking young, <laughs> Natalie Portman, <laughs> because that's not what we're talking about, collagen, <laughs> Natalie Portman is one of the most talented actresses in the world. Not only did she graduate from Harvard in psychology, she mastered the Japanese language, but wait, there's more. She grew up speaking Hebrew and English and also knows conversational French, German, and Spanish. Take that, Eunice. Oh my goodness, that is a very, like, I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm so jealous. I'm learning, like, I know a bit of Korean and I'm learning Chinese, but that's amazing. And Japanese is very hard because it's got... It's completely different all the other languages. They have three different types of characters as well, so yeah, really amazing. Kudos to her. Kudos. I mean, you know, sure, okay, French, German, Spanish, they have some similarities, you know, with English as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming, like, Hebrew is completely different and Japanese is on a completely different level. For sure. Another level. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the pronunciation and things would be so much more different. And the writing style. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. so she is just one smart cookie and she's been in so many films. She has been, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if that's not even, you know, impressive enough, um, <laughs> Natalie Portman um, was also in Sir Paul McCartney's music video for Mary Valentine, where she used sign language to mimic the song's lyrics. So how many languages is that now? Yeah, well, <laughs> so, let me count. Hold on. So Japanese, Hebrew, English, French, German, Spanish sign language. That is seven languages. Oh my goodness. That's very impressive. Yeah. I would like that resume. (laughs) And not only that, YouGov America stated that 86% of American population has heard of the name Natalie Portman. As they should. As they should. She's she's been everywhere. I know. She's She's so popular. Yeah. I feel like I'd be shocked if someone hasn't heard of her. Yeah, and she's also very vocal when it comes to um, supporting organisations like NGOs Mm -hmm. with a cause. So she was uh, the vocal advocate on behalf of the Patrice Collars and one of the founders of the Black Lives Matters movement. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I knew that she was one of the founders of the organisation. Yeah, Yeah, so not only is she like um, a multilinguist, yeah, and and you know, being the most popular you know actress in the whole entire world, really, respect. <laughs> total respect. She she actually you know does things for a good cause. Yeah, very admirable person. Absolutely, lots of time, obviously, hmm. to do you know wonderful things to um, help re- people realize you know what is really important and how we're moving forward as society. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I know. And not only that, Natalie Pullman was the loving child of an Israeli father who is a gynecologist. And an American mom. Nice oh, mix. Nice mix. So, yeah. Gynecologist. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Very interesting. <laughs> it's very specific. I wouldn't have been like, oh, wow, her father's a gynecologist. I knew that. I'm like, even I didn't know that. <laughs> Who put that fact in? <laughs> <laughs> and when she was filming for Thor, um, I think the majority of the crew actually came down to yeah. Sydney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> some of my friends in the industry actually knew that she was in Vaucluse, staying in Vaucluse, sorry, Vaucluse. I call it Vaucluse. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so she was spotted, spotted there with her family having um, lunch, and they said that she was actually just really nice, down-to-earth, just a really sweet person. 
No way. Yeah, Natalie Portman, all the way. I'm completely supporting you. Yeah, I'm ready for you. And I can't wait to see, like, all the other things that, like, she'll get involved in because she's already, like, the founder of a Black Lives Matter organization, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And speaking seven different types of languages and I can't even cope with two. Same. I'm struggling as well, so. (laughs) When I'm in hard times, I'm just going to be like, that's nothing. She knows seven languages (laughs) and, like, including sign language. So. Because she's so talented, I bet you she cooks really well and she would be able to master the Asian um, delicacy for sure. But I don't know how that's relevant to this conversation. <laughs> Maybe because I'm hungry. I was just about to say, we were talking so much about food that you're probably hungry now. <laughs> I mean, it is close to dinner time. So I was just about to say, it's dinner time for me too. Some people have dinner so late, but I'm like, guys, it's dinner time for me now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to run up to a happy hour, which comes with fried chicken. <laughs> no, go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eunice, for coming no on board. I'm yes. glad to be here. Yeah, can't wait to have you back on again and see where you might blossom in your media career as Thanks. a reporter. Thank you, Slash much. anchor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bag ride out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrad on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrad and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrad, it does cost us a bit to produce and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.